Welcome to the Mindset for Life podcast. This is Bethany, your coach from drbcoach.com. Here on the Mindset for Life podcast, we look at ideas that help you reclaim your power and purpose in life, relationships, and work. This podcast is for you if you lead, teach, and serve others. You want things to get a little better each day, and you're ready to focus on your mindset to make it happen. Hey there, welcome back. This is our third episode in a short four-episode series to get more joy in your life. A couple of weeks ago, we started with an exercise called the Wheel of Life. In my experience, this activity can build awareness of where you are right now, how satisfied you are with your life, and where you might like to make changes. It's an excellent way to set goals in very focused ways. And last week, during episode two, we looked at your values— Values are those things that motivate you and give your life meaning. They also illustrate how you think life works. We all need to identify our values and then know how well we're actually living in alignment to our own ideas and values. And any gap between what we value and what we actually do every day explains those areas where we feel quite miserable sometimes, or maybe we're unhappy or experience cognitive dissonance. Seeing a gap can help us know right away where we need some attention. Today, we're going to look at the idea that we can intentionally exercise some skills that bring more joy into our lives. And we're going to do this by using a bit of positive psychology called the PERMA model, plus some added optimism and a focus on physical activity. Some people consider parts of what I'm going to talk about today as self-care. And perhaps these are self-care moves. If you're taking care of yourself, you're likely going to be on track to increase your joy in life starting today. So here we go. Uh, We're going to talk about seven steps to get more joy in your life using this PERMA Plus model. And I'm going to start with the idea number one, positive emotion and savoring moments. Positive emotion, these are all those emotions like hope, interest, joy, love, compassion, pride, amusement, kindness, gratitude, and awe. We can improve and cultivate these emotions, and we can expand our ability to experience them by raising our happiness set point. Now, my husband and I went to Yellowstone Park a few weeks ago. We went to this special part of Yellowstone called Yellowstone's Grand Canyon. And the Yellowstone Grand Canyon is a very long chasm, a very deep canyon with lots of color, lots of shapes, some things growing, some waterfalls, some river that's rushing at the bottom. It's very far beneath us. And as we're looking down, I'm experiencing amazement, wonder, and awe. I am so in love with this experience that I'm taking a lot of pictures of it. I want to look at them over and over. Nothing can compare to actually being there in that moment. If you've ever been to a place like that, then you too know what awe can be. And gratitude speaks for itself. It's the state of feeling and being grateful. Now, can you be grateful and have gratitude if you never express it to anyone? Probably so. But when you do express it, it's even better. Some of the ways we can do that are to acknowledge others with gratitude. We can have a gratitude journal. We can write down things that we appreciate, that we value, that we're grateful for. And the more we reflect on these and the deeper we go, the better it's going to get. I did this 30-day gratitude journal back when I began my coach training. And I noticed that every day my list got longer and longer and longer. Now, expressing gratitude does not mean that you're not having a hard time 
quite the contrary. A lot of times we're having a terrible time and it's in those moments we start to notice with gratitude so much more. We start to be really grateful for the normal everyday stuff that's part of our lives. We can reflect, we can be grateful, we can express gratitude, we can acknowledge and appreciate. There's an exercise that Martin Seligman came up with called What Went Well and Why. And this would be like every day after work or something. You could try this for about a week, see how it goes. You're first going to reflect. That means that you think about your day. You think about the things you did, the things you didn't do, the things you achieved, what went well. Notice three specific things that went well and then write about them and notice why they went well. Some of that why is going to be because of other people helping or because you got to connect with other people or maybe you got to teach or help someone else. Maybe you got to use some of your talents or strengths or do something that you really enjoyed. The why matters. And some of this activity of reflecting what went well and why is going to bring positive emotion and help you savor those moments a little more deeply. This is different than mindfulness. Mindfulness is savoring the moment in the moment. And when we're doing the what went well and why exercise, we're actually reflecting on the moment after it's over. And we're allowing ourselves to savor it even more when it's over because of that reflection. So try it out and you'll experience more positive emotion. I truly believe that's possible. You can also enhance your positive emotion by listening to uplifting and inspiring music. As a music teacher and musician myself, I can attest to the fact that the music you listen to matters immensely. The beat, the lyrics, the harmonies, so much about your favorite music choices set you up for something. Some of it sets you up for anger and irritation, and some of it sets you up for true happiness and joy. Choose that uplifting, inspiring music that builds more positive emotions for you, and it's only going to get better. Third, start some creative hobbies and activities that you enjoy or cultivate those you already know how to do and start doing them regularly and savor them. Really enjoy the moments you spend doing them. Notice what is good about them. Be careful not to let yourself get lost in frustration if you're in learner mode. Appreciate the growth. Appreciate the opportunity. And it'll keep getting better and generating those positive emotions for you. And number four for that positive emotion category is to spend time with people you care about. There is no substitute for spending time with people face-to-face in real life, not just virtually. So find someone you care about and spend a little time with them, and that will help you just to feel positive emotion just by being together. Now, the most important part about positive emotion and savoring moments is that you be adaptable and flexible. Sometimes things don't work out according to plan, and if you can have an entrepreneurial spirit about it or an attitude of improvisation, you can still get the goodness out of these moments and pursue them, and they're going to continue to generate more positive emotion for you. I want to encourage you to stretch your comfort zone. We each have a happiness set point of what we're really comfortable feeling on a day-to-day basis. And if you want more positive emotion in your life, you're going to have to stretch that. And at first, it's going to be super hard and uncomfortable. So you can do a lot to stretch that little by little. And pretty soon you're feeling really positive and great. And it's real. It's not fake. So number two. Uh, Going on to more joy skills this week, skill building, we're going to look at engagement. According to Martin Seligman, this is being one with the music. And in other words, we can call it flow. It's a loss of self-consciousness. It could be a complete absorption in an activity or living in the present moment fully, focusing entirely on the task you're trying to do. Perfect balance of challenge and skill, ability or strength. 
Now, when you learn about your top character strengths, such as doing the Gallup Strengths Finder or the VIA Character Strengths Inventory, if you use your top character strengths in new ways every single day for a week, you're going to find yourself getting lost in engagement and really enjoying this flow of being you and being uniquely you. No one can match who you are or the ways that you do things. So if we can get you into that space of engagement, you're going to have more positive emotion and more joy in your life, especially if you're being intentional about your top character strengths. Third, positive relationships and connection. Now, this is where you're feeling loved, supported, and valued by others. Maybe you're sharing good news with them and celebrating your successes with people who care about you. You're valuing others' wins and supporting them. This gets at your way of being as a human. And we work a lot, right? Like we do a lot of work when we go to work every day and we can easily feel like we live to work instead of work to live. And pretty soon we just feel like we're machines doing the work day in, day out. Where's the human behind all that? Having a heart that is truly human and at peace with other people means that our way of being does not let us become objects to the world of work. Instead, we show up as true human beings. If you know anything about positive intelligence by Shirzad Jamain, this is the idea of being your sage self, bringing your sage mind to work with yourself, with other people, and getting truly curious about other people and being able to appreciate being with them, even if you're not being productive in that moment. And for some of us, that's really, really hard. But we can't build super positive relationships and true connection with other people if we're getting bored and we think we need to leave and go check a box of getting something done. So be willing to slow down and truly let yourself be human. The next item is meaning. This is belonging and serving something greater than ourselves and having life purpose on the important things in your life. Even when things are difficult or you're facing adversity and challenges, you can get through them when you have a sense of life purpose. And this really should be guided by your core values. I would like to also reframe this in another way, which actually is more important to me personally. And this is the idea that you're moving towards something, not away from something. A lot of people that I coach in my coach practice really want to stop doing something or get away from something in their lives. And it might be something like they want to get away from some kind of work and into something else. They want to stop being lazy or they stop want to stop being critical or maybe they want to stop being disappointed or angry or mad or sad all the time. But unless we can define what we're headed towards, where we're going instead of that thing that we don't want, we're never going to get there. So true meaning in life means that we're moving towards something that we want and that we care about, not away from something undesirable we're trying to run away from. And whatever that is, again, it should be guided by your values, authentic to you and deeply connected to your core of who you are. Now, in my life, that's spiritual meaning. In your life, it might be something else. So think about what gives you a sense of value in the world, a big picture meaning, and some belonging connected to something bigger than you. What is it that you are aiming for? Number five today is accomplishments and achievements and lifelong learning. Now, you might think that accomplishments and achievements sound superficial, and they can be, but in this case, they're meant to revolve around intrinsic goals. So these are not just the ones where you get a, a diploma at the end or a certificate at the end or an award. No, these kinds of things are more intrinsic goals about you. These kinds of things require perseverance and self-mastery of some kind for its own sake. Mastery, 
competence and self-motivation, and perhaps it requires some endurance to finish what you set out to do. The meaning of the accomplishment or the achievement must be intrinsic for you, something important in, on the inside and not just something that everybody else cares about. One thing you can do in this area is to reflect on your past successes and find creative new ways to celebrate your achievements and build more intrinsic motivation to set goals and keep going forward in the future. Number six, this is an addition to the PERMA model. This is learned optimism. And this is a skill for anyone who especially feels like realism is much more important than positivity and optimism. But learned optimism is a skill. You can believe that life will have more good outcomes than bad. You can also believe that good things can come in the future. Now, the best thing about this is that you don't have to be happy and positive every single minute. I want to just go to a quote from Martin Seligman here or a chunk of an interview that someone's written online. And I'm just going to read this to you. According to modern theories, self-esteem is only genuinely satisfying if we discover value within ourselves. Yet one of the best ways of discovering this value is by nourishing our unique strengths and contributing to the happiness of our fellow human beings. Consequently, the final stage is that you have a meaningful life. This is going to result in all kinds of achievement and growth at the same time. So we're going to find a deep sense of fulfillment by using our unique strengths for some purpose greater than ourselves. And it's going to resolve two conflicting views of what makes people happy and joyful in life. One view is individualism, which means you by yourself should take care of yourself, nurture what you want, what's strong in you, and just think about you. Now, that could be pretty self-serving if that's all you ever do. So the opposite of the individualistic approach is the altruistic approach. And in this approach, we downplay your individuality and emphasize your sacrifice for the greater purpose and for the good of humanity and other people. When you combine those two things, you start to achieve some amazing things by using your strengths and using them in a way that is fresh and new and different for you. So you're going to have some positive emotion. You're going to cultivate your strengths and virtues. You're going to live a life of meaning and purpose. And you're going to be able to achieve things by doing that that you've never done before and stretch in ways that you've really wanted to for quite some time. So just a reminder, everything I've been talking about here is skill-based. These are all skills that can be cultivated and developed for you to bring more joy into your life intentionally through practicing PERMA with this learned optimism. Now, as we close out, I want to just add one more area that matters greatly. And I think you're going to have a much better experience when you're thinking about it. And that is your physical health. So you need sleep. You need good nutrition and exercise, movement, or physical activity that really works your body to keep your brain moving and to keep your moods light. You also need adequate water intake, which would be your hydration. So in area seven of these skills that I want to advocate for today in our third episode on joy, we have positive emotion and savoring moments as the first one, engagement or flow, living in the moment, that's number two, positive relationships and connection, number three, and number four is meaning guided by your values. Number five is accomplishments, achievements, and lifelong learning, which requires some kind of intrinsic motivation. Number six is learned optimism. And the last one is your physical health. Now, when you're doing all of these things, you're going to be quite able to reach your goals in this area and increase your level of joy in life. By trying all seven of these skills intentionally, you will find over time that your joy will increase, your positive emotions will increase, and you will be able to see things from a totally different vantage point in the future. 
I encourage you to give it a shot. Think about your wheel of life and your values as you frame these things. And I look forward to meeting with you again for our fourth and closing episode of this four-part mini-series on increasing your joy in life. Thank you for being with me. And I wish you all the best this coming week to being a little bit better and on the pathway of finding more joy. If you like what you heard today, share it with a friend. Leave a review on iTunes. Check out the resources at my website, drbcoach.com. I'm Bethany Hansen, and thanks for listening.